Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike here with BeastNet, and this week I've got with us Elise Howlett. So Elise, how are you doing? I am doing great. I just got done with the sprint today in Montana, and I'm hurting, and I'm stinky and dirty, and I mean... Like what? Else, what other way is there to be, right? <laughs> exactly, it's Montana. Yeah, I know this year has been it's been tough for me because this is the first time I've missed Montana since 2015. But I needed to take care of my own my own medical issues before I race again. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so, um, I was obviously missing you a ton because it's definitely it was yeah. not the same without you being here. But I'm really, really glad that you like took a step back and you prioritized your health because I want like many more years of racing with you. I don't want just a couple, you know, so longevity yeah. is, is something that I'm hoping for you. <laughs> yep. And me too. And that's kind of why I, I decided to to do the surgery. Cause I mean, I really could have, my doctor didn't want me to, but I could have pushed the surgery back another week and gone right. to Montana, but mm. he was not happy that I did Seattle. So He's like, you shouldn't be right. lifting anything that heavy. So, yeah. So right. it was, it was the right decision. And I, the terrain I really, would I have really been wanted that medal. something that was challenging. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, technically, really you got medal. to run the race. Did you know that? I mean, technically, yes. <laughs> I hope yes, I'm not I did. spoiling I... anything. <laughs> no, it was Ashley said something, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Because she's like, I, it was great running mm. with you for a little bit, and I'm like. I'm not there. I'm in Washington. And then I saw Serena's <laughs> post and yeah. So kind of one You're of like, those, Ashley, like, do you need medical attention? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Whoever that was that told you it was me, it was not me. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah, uh, Serena did have a picture of me laminated on her chest pretty much the whole race, which I'm not sure. I mean, it is amazing in most ways, but kind of creepy in some others, but it's, it's okay. Uh, well, you <laughs> no, know what? Bane awesome. can't be the only one that's ever had his photo plastered somewhere during a race. So we had to start a that's friend true. with someone else too. <laughs> yeah. So, but I thought that was pretty cool that she, she took me with their, with her in spirit. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us a little bit. I mean, we've had you on before. We know a little bit about you. Tell us a little more about you. And then after after I, we talk a little bit about what you've come back from, I do want to talk about Montana. But tell us kind of your journey. Oh, sure. Um, well, um, for those that don't know me, um, I joined the BSOCR group, gosh, back in February of 2015 when there were maybe mm-hmm. like 30 or 40 people in it. Um, at a Spartan workout tour that I came to by myself. I used to live up north. Um, near Bellingham in Washington, and uh, I had seen ads for Spartan, and I was like, you know what, that sounds really fun. Um, I was just getting into my fitness journey, and I was really overweight still. I was really struggling with trying to try to find the next thing that was going to propel me forward in my journey. Um, I had lost quite a bit of weight already, but I just was I was kind of looking for something that was going to fire me up, and uh, when I saw an ad for Spartan, I knew um, that I at least had to check it out, and that's when I met Lisa Ann. Um, Lisa Ann Lindley, and she introduced me to Andrew, and then I became part of this awesome group, um, and I ended up doing my first Spartan race in August 2015 at um, with a just, I mean, it was fantastic. I did it with my, at the time, coach, Sarah Knight. Um, some of you might know her because she's a freaking badass. 
Um, oh, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's definitely a badass. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, also, Didn't by the way, um, I, she won first place today, yep, and uh, third yesterday, but the technicality of some kind bumped her back to eight, but she still rocked the race yesterday, um, the beast, and then she wa- she got a first place in 44 minutes today for the sprint, so never ceases to wow. amaze me and everybody else. <laughs> um, so she was actually my coach. I met her at that workout tour in February in 2015, and um, she was at the time living in Mount Vernon. She had a course, so when I first started trying to train for this stuff, she would I would go out there, and she'd beat me up a little bit, and I loved it, and I'd come back wanting more every time, and then, uh, and now here we are. I'm, I'm in my fifth year of racing. I moved from northern Washington to the Seattle area. Uh, I've met all these just amazing people through Beast and West Coast Obstacles and Spartan Race and, and just, you know, being active. And yeah. um, I met Jeff, obviously. If if you ever see me without Jeff, then I'm probably talking about Jeff. So, um. <laughs> yeah. and, and Jeff is uh, amazing. And now, we all know that. Jeff is amazing. And well, Mike has a special place in his heart for Jeff and his bottom, but yes. that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm not jealous at all. We we did skip uh, on a, we did skip in a Seattle one year. We skipped down the, the course. It was quite quite fun. <laughs> there was frolicking. <laughs> yes, there was frolicking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then more recently, I've just been I don't know. There's just it's kind of funny to reflect on. There's been a lot of stuff that that has happened. I try not to say, you know, that I've gone through in the last five years, but just a lot of things that have happened in life. You know, there's always, it seems like there's always something new and challenging waiting around every corner. And sometimes it's just not, it's not positive, but it's challenging. And and it's just really, really great to have such a big support system of people in this community that have helped me on so many different levels with getting through the things that have, that have come up in my life so far. Um, I crashed a snowboard in 2014 and tore up the cartilage in my right hip. And then I waited until December 2016 to finally have it fixed. So I've got three screws in my right hip um, and it's kind of buggy, but it's doing, I mean, the last year has been doing great. Um, Especially since I found CrossFit and weightlifting, that's been my saving grace. So I'm sticking with that a lot. And then um, just, you know, a trickle of a few other things here and there family drama unfortunately i lost my grandma back in january this year and that was really it's been challenging she's part of the reason yeah. why i started racing because i would i was raising money for parkinson's research originally um so we've been going through the process of that and uh and just getting sick and and it seems like there's always like either an injury or like some sort of illness waiting around every corner but um survived 100 percent of everything that has happened so far so i'm just gonna keep that up <laughs> Awesome. So that's one thing I talked about. I can't remember. I think it was Kyle. That's when I talked about the last one. Is it's like, what life throws at you is what determines who you are. Isn't what life throws at you, how you deal with it. And I mean, it's kind of exactly. one of those things like with you that I've seen, you know, in the time I've known you, because I didn't know you. I mean, I've seen pictures and heard you talk about like in the past when you used to drink, smoke, and you were bigger. And I didn't know you then, but I mean, I've seen the pictures and you've talked about it and to see what you've come from there. And then all mm-hmm. the, the, the challenges, from challenges or obstacles life has thrown at you along the way, and you just take each one, you know, at least it seems to us, in stride, figure out a way to get around it, through it, over it, and just kind of keep moving forward. And that, I mean, that's amazing. I, at least I think it's amazing. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, 
I, I, just, I view it as I don't have another option. You know, it's, it's, I look at it kind of like I'm at, I'm at mile 11 of the beast and it's like, well, you freaking come this far. Like, why would you stop? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. there's definitely an analogy for Spartan. I'm very glad that I took the leap and, and got involved in the Spartan community because it has definitely mirrored. Um, it's come in handy. Like the, the resilience that I've learned, um, in being a, a racer and like having other people count on me and, and showing integrity and trying to, um, you know, be true to my word and, and practice that I'm definitely not perfect, but it's definitely a helpful tool to, to remember to practice those things that are super important for being a better human. Um, and I think oh, yeah. that that translates over into everything that I, that I just have to try to muddle through and, makes it that much, not easier, but just makes it, I, I'm more confident in handling what, whatever's thrown at me. So. Oh yeah. And I think Spartan and I mean, <laughs> obstacle course racing in general kind of gives you a different grit than a different type or any other racing does mm -hmm. where, you know, even like marathon racing and all that, you don't, you don't have the camaraderie that you do when you're doing a marathon True. race. You pretty much, you just run and you run and that's it. You're not worried about the guy yeah. next to you. You're not trying to help him out. You're not trying to make sure they finish. You're just running. Where in a Spartan mm -hmm. race, I've stopped. You know, it's like we've talked about, you know, when in Vegas, when I had a time hack that I wanted to hit in my brain, that our whole team wanted to hit. And all of us came across some girl that was having some issues. And we're like, I don't care about my time hack. This woman needs some help, and we're going to help her finish this race. And that's something you see exactly. in the OCR community that you don't see in a marathon like you know a normal running community and it's like don you know the guy that uh my best friend who i did the right. marathon yeah, with I met him who, this stopped. <laughs> yeah and he he stopped and he thought he messaged me and said if i had done spartan before i did that marathon i think i would have had the grit to finish he's like the mm -hmm. grit that i that you know people pushed me and helped me get through on this spartan race i think would have helped me with the grit on that spartan on the marathon race so it's Right. It breeds a different type of person. It so. does, yeah. It really does. We had some awesome stuff happen yeah. today. I know I know you said we were going to talk about Montana, but just mirroring off oh, yeah. of that whole grit and resilience and just the people you meet, there was this this woman who um, she was running with a group of her friends, and, and she was on top of the vertical cargo net today and just, I mean, just frozen, as so many of us, of us have been, you know. I mean, those tall yeah. obstacles get so many of us, and she, she's never done it. And she's up there, and she's so close, and it took so much coaching. And it's like there's this one moment where she's just so overwhelmed, and I felt so bad because there's, like, ten of us, like, trying to cheer her on. And I'm like, wait, like, let's take a step back, let her breathe, and then we will get her over it. Yeah. She ended up getting over the thing, and she just burst into tears. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, I'm not like happy that you're crying, but I'm happy that you're crying. Like I'm, it's so nice. It's it's so human to see those kinds of reactions, see that the kind of yeah. effect that a moment like that can have on a person. And I've had those moments myself. And I mean, not to sound, you know, hoity toity, but after doing it for so long, there's fewer of those moments because I, I kind of know what to expect. And I, I, yeah. there's less, you know, weird obstacles that I have to overcome in each race. But I just remember being there. And so being able to see that like super raw emotion from somebody is, is, is part of the reason I'm out there. Cause it just makes me feel more connected to people. Oh, it does. And I mean, that's kind of, I would rather, I would rather take 12 hours to do a race and help one person finish mm -hmm. than to finish a race in three hours 
and leave everyone behind. Yeah. It's just that's my personality. I would rather help everybody and not worry about my own time and everything else because I've said it before, I get the same medal that you do. If mm-hmm. I finish first or I finish last, I get the same medal. So it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really – it's not – the medal is good to me, but that feeling of, hey, this person was able to accomplish something because I was there, because I helped them. Exactly. That, to me, is worth more than any medal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons, too, I try and get more people to do it with me. So True. Yeah. You can have more of those moments. It's nice to be in someone's memory bank. Like, it's nice to have those moments where they're like, hey, I remember you from such and such place. You helped me with this. Or, like, even it creates lifelong friendships, too. It's just so worth it to be involved. I, I am surprised at times when I run into somebody and they remember me from a race, like, three years ago. Right. They're like, you know, it was, oh. So I remember, I think it was one of the races last year. I ran into someone, and they were like, I remember you. You helped me over a wall in on this race, like, two years ago, and I thought I was going to quit, but mm-hmm. you helped me, and you talked to me, and I'm like, I don't even remember this. But mm-hmm. I did something that this per- that has stuck with this person for years just because yeah. that's what we do, you know. And exactly. It's just, I think in some ways we take for granted some of the stuff that we do that it's just, it's normal when really, I mean, to some people it's not. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah. People stay in their own bubble and, and it's so easy nowadays to just turn your turn away and, you know, like not pay attention to something if it's uncomfortable or if it's not right. Um, and it's, it's really frustrating when we expose ourselves so much to this environment and then we get out into the, the regular world. Like, I feel like I have to reintegrate after every Spartan race. Yeah. Like, I have to, have to like, slowly make my way back into civilization and be like, okay, it's okay. <clears throat> but you can do everything you can to help these people realize that they need to be better people overall. Um, yeah. I think there's I'm, – I'm noticing as the years go by that there's less and less consideration of other people. Everybody seems to be becoming a lot more selfish um, as yep. far as, like – I guess, I don't know, maybe everybody's just scared and hiding from each other or whatever, but that's why I love this because I freaking talk to people, like, freely. I can be sitting somewhere and just talk to someone randomly, whereas if I'm sitting in the park somewhere, no one's going to come talk to me. No one no one does that. Maybe I'm just living in the wrong area. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> I would. I would go talk to you, but yeah. I know you. So. I know you would. You're such a, you're such a cordial <laughs> person. <laughs> yes. Well, I think partly, too, it's one of those, like, Honestly, I think that's one of the reasons I made the career change that I did was I got so used yeah. to the Spartan like community of helping people that all of a sudden it's like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be a boss anymore. I want to go towards safety where I'm teaching people and yeah. I'm talking to people and we're talking about helping people the whole time. And my whole career mm-hmm. now is about helping people. And it's like, it's so rewarding where that's good. being a boss, I was miserable and I hated it. So, I mean, I like... Right. I think Spartan helped me make that decision. Like, this is what I want. I want to help people. And that's, you know, yeah. Good. Yep, yep. Oh, man. I am still sad I'm not there, though. Who, who used my barbecue? I do have to ask this question. Who, who got to use my barbecue? Jeff. Okay, I'm okay with that. If Jeff yeah, barbecued, I'm okay with The person you would have wanted... 
use it, used it. He cooked like okay. a bazillion pounds of, of sausages and bratwurst and stuff, which I'm sure you would have loved as well. And then um, yeah. for all the puns that you can make and because they're delicious. And um, yeah, all the, I'm just, I'm thinking of so many scenarios where that would have been hilarious now if you were here and Jeff <laughs> barbecue and wieners on the, on the barbecue. That's hilarious. Um, I would have definitely asked to eat his wiener. <laughs> yeah, you would have. <laughs> um, he's going to cook me up some chicken. Well, not me. I mean, I sound like a diva when I say that, but he's cooking some chicken that I will also be eating. Um, <laughs> because of the better, I can't cook it the same way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It happens. No, it's one of those because that's I mean, that was kind of, for people that don't know, usually we stay at what we call the beast barracks. And one of my jobs was always I was the barbecue guy. So, and this yeah. year I didn't get to be there. So, Jeff got a barbecue, so I'm okay with that as long as it wasn't you know some random guy. You know, exactly. It was <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, this the cabin is great. Um, they so every year. I mean, for this is year four that I've been here. I think it's year four that we've all been here. I don't. I don't remember if Brandon was here I in think 2015. It's year three for me. It would have been year three for me. So, right. Because I missed the first yeah, year I was with Stevie. Yeah. Right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, everything's exactly as we remember it. It's just amazing, and the views are great. I actually got to bring my my 15 year old cousin Madeline with us on this trip. She is not racing not or did not race, but she did volunteer the whole weekend. Um, and she just she's never been to Montana, so it's been really cool to be like, hey, you know, this is somewhere that I'm comfortable at now because I'm very familiar with it. We come here every year, um, and to be able to show it to someone who's new, um, not only to you know Spartan race in general, but just you know being in this group setting is really cool. Um, and I mean, yeah. the house is freaking cool. So, <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. love it. <laughs> and we get the greatest people there. I mean, it's. I mean, not that there's bad people anywhere else, but we just have the group. It's kind of almost always the same group with a few extras here and there, but so it's always mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and we all have an agreement. Yeah. You know, we get food, we cook, we have fun, and we do a bunch of stuff together. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I'm really honestly missing this the more and more I'm talking to you. So, I know. I was like, are you sure you want to talk about Montana right now? <laughs> I, I mean, I do. Like I said, for those yeah. that don't know, I had that surgery on Thursday, and yeah, I'm I'm doped up too, by the way. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just really glad that you're taking care of yourself. I know it. I mean, you know that I understand how I hard do. that is to be like away and by yourself potentially and miserable, and all your friends are off having fun, and yeah, they miss you, but it's still not the same. And it it does it totally no. blows. Like it sucks. Um, it does, but so. It's- but by doing this, like you said earlier, by doing this now, I missed this weekend. But how many more weekends can I add on later? So yes, and that's kind of it. That's that's what I had to think about. And it's when like, you're clear, okay, you're going to get with me, and I'm going to whip your yes. butt into shape. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> actually, the one part that some people don't know is pretty much like the weekend I get cleared, I'm supposed to do a marathon. Uh huh. Yeah. So, no, because Don Beetle. <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing if a marathon. I, I'm doing a marathon coach, on June night. I'm have to. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, good lord. We will we will work around whatever we need to work around, Mike. <laughs> June 9th, I'm doing a full marathon. So it's all downhill. So my knees are going to be in pain afterwards. Oh. But it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently, from what I keep oh, hearing, god, it's I not know. a very steep grade. So. 
it's not a very steep grade, so you well, know it shouldn't be too bad. So. No, just a merit. It's just twenty six miles of of work. <laughs> it's, I, but see if the I one am thing very impressed by you. Um, I'm very impressed by you because you don't just you know do the OCRs and Spartans. You also integrate like other running stuff. Like I know, um, yeah. and like Mike Sanchez is super big into like regular road running too. And I think that that's fantastic. Um, and I will gladly come and watch, but I did a 15 K like a couple months ago and I'm sorry, but that is not for me. <laughs> I well, don't like running. I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't supposed to do another stuff, one. Mike. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to oh. do another one, but I did, I did the one with Don and, and Emily and told mm-hmm. Don that, you know, since he went with me, that if he decided to do one, I'd do one with him. So he decided mm-hmm. he wanted to do this one and, this is my thank you for going with me, but somehow he signed me up for this one and the Seattle Marathon in November. So somehow there's two, but I don't, I don't know how that worked out. But he said something that's the 50th anniversary, so we have to do it. I don't know. Well, we're going to get you so. some knee braces and do some stabilitive – stabilitive. Wow, that's not a word. Stabilizing exercises <laughs> and, uh, and get you in shape of that then. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to do it. Just so you know, the girls are home and I'm in their room, so it might get loud here in a moment. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about a bunch of random stuff. Let's tell me about Montana. Okay. Uh, me, well, that depends on what you want to know. <laughs> how was it? How was? Uh, I mean, how was the beach yesterday? Um. Okay. So, if I take out the fact that my right knee completely gave out on me during the race, it was actually. Like, it would have been really, really good. Um, it was very different in the sense that, like, all the obstacles were group, group, well, sorry, grouped super close together. So, like, mm-hmm. um, the obstacle meadow where things usually are, and then out around the back sector we used to do the bucket carry. But there was, like, nine miles, the first nine miles, where there was, like, four or five obstacles. And I'm not even joking. There was nothing to do wow. but run. And And it's not really even running because it was, like, this really tactic, not tactical, what's the word I'm looking for, technical terrain. Uh, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. used to sort of wider trails with a lot less, like, loose rock. There were tons of areas where we ran across just fallen trees, like the small ones. So it's like running across sticks. And it was, um, oh. it, was it was challenging in that sense. So we had really good uphills. Like, the uphills were, were very doable, Um but the downhills absolutely killed my knees. I mean, they were, it was like we would go steady up and then they would find a way to just shoot us straight down. So, um, very challenging. Um, I know it was a different group of people than a lot of us are used to doing the, um, course build and everything. So I think it was yeah. laid out really nicely. Um, they incorporated a lot of just nat- really good natural elements into it that made it challenging because the terrain itself is a challenge. And, uh, I, I will say that. I don't think I will be running a beast. So I was going to originally start later in the day, but I upgraded to age group um, because I wanted to start earlier. And I just, I was like, well, you know what? Like I want the challenge, right? Well, I can't get help and I'm not running with anybody. So it was, it was a physical challenge in that I was in a lot of pain for most of the race. And then Mm -hmm. mental, because I didn't have anybody there to distract me from it. Um, Yeah. So, (laughs) It was challenging, but it was absolutely gorgeous. I, I missed my spear throw at the top of the mountain, which is the best place to miss an obstacle and have to do burpees because you're literally staring out at Butthead Lake and all these beautiful mountains. And it's just like, 
Okay, yeah, I could do 30 burpees here. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I, I love that um, course. I love the, how beautiful it is. So, oh, I know gosh, normally they gorgeous. have, like, the A-frame at the top of the hill. So, you can get up the top of the A-frame and just stare out over the flathead lake. It's gorgeous. Right. So. Well, this year, they decided to put the spear throw and the rope climb up there, and the ropes were, like, these. They were, like, brand new, so they weren't even broken in yet, and they were slippery, and there was no water on them to make them slippery. That's just the texture. And I, I, yeah. I'm I, so proud of myself because I don't really struggle with the rope climb that much anymore. Sarah taught me really good technique, and then with getting stronger, I finally have it. And so at every race, it's, like, my one thing. Like, I could fail everything else, but i got to get the rope climb. Otherwise, I'm going to be really disappointed in myself. And that, I mean, the, the sides of my fingers on my right hand are, like, burned because I slid a little bit on the rope. And um, it was very challenging. But that was what was at the top. So I didn't really get a chance to, like, sit at the top of the rope and look out over the lake because I was trying yeah. not to die. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get that. But, like I said, normally it's the A-frame, and you can sit the top of the A-frame and kind of stare at it. The top of the rope, mm-hmm. that's a little different. A little different. Yeah. yeah, they put the A-frame at the very end. So that was the last obstacle that we went over, which seems to be a trend this year. I've noticed that a lot. So. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that, at, I think, just yeah, about every I mean, race almost. Yeah, almost. Um, it's just actually a kind of a cool finish because it really can slow some people down. Um so it's nice to see it, it kind of, it almost evens the field a little bit. Like if there's a close race, it's, it's, it can be a bit of a nail biter. Yeah. So, hmm. um, I finished in just about, I think it was like six and a half hours, um, which is right around my Tahoe time. And it's one of those moments where I'm like, okay, so that was fine. Um, if I had been, luckily my stomach didn't act up at all. I didn't feel nearly as pukey as I did in Tahoe, but I was like, really, I'm running a beast and like, there's something. I mean, I didn't even think about my knee kicking up because it hasn't really been a problem. So I got to get that flipped out. I'm going to practice what I preach and make sure that I don't overdo it, let it heal, go see the doctor, make sure that it's, you know, if it's something that I need to get fixed, that I get it fixed. If it's not, that I get it rehabbed and all that good stuff because I got to do it. Oh, but, yeah. um, it was just kind of one of those moments where I was like, really? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And then um, we did the sprint today, though. So I'm, like, going on about how much this hurts, right? And then I'm about to tell you about how I ran the sprint today. So, I mean, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Like, I still went back out there. I was going <laughs> to ignore that fact. that, But, I mean, I've done it. I mean, so many times, like, oh, gee, that really hurts. Yeah, let's step into the sprint tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I mean, I was fine on flat and uphill. Totally fine. No pain. Nothing wrong. I can mash up those hills. But it was a downhill. I think um, – Yep. I think I might have like a meniscus tear in my right knee because it's just right under my kneecap and it's just with the downhills. Like I can't bear weight and bend my leg like that in that angle. So um, I'm pretty yeah. sure I know what the problem is. So today I do that going in, but Emily and I planned on running the sprint together because it was to be for her bachelorette party. So I, we had like a little, um, a little get together last night here at the cabin. And then today um, I, I pulled out a bag full of stuff right before we went to go race. And I, I dressed her up in a tiara that had a veil on it and a sash that says bride to be and then a big tutu. And I wrapped her up in all of that. And I was like, all right, let's go. And so she was getting all kinds of comments and, and hoots and hollers at her the whole race. And uh, and she's, so she's awesome. the big reason why I went out there. I had 150,000% better of a time today than I did yesterday. yesterday. Like, I was with the right people. I was I was moving steadily. No one was 
getting hung up on the fact that I couldn't really do the downhills. Like I was helping everybody push everybody up the uphills and then they had my back with distracting me and making sure that I was good on all the downhills. It was, it was just like you said, it's better with people. And I, I know yeah. that and it's such a stark contrast between yesterday and today. Let me tell you, I'm a different person today. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I've done both. I've done them alone and I've done them with people and it's, it's a completely different race. So yep. yeah. It really is. So, so tell me you have pictures cool of Emily. Oh, so oh, yeah. Was it, the, was, was it a normal sprint medal for today, or was it a mountain series? It was a mountain series. It was a mountain series medal? Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody was like, no, okay. no. They'll do it like they did last year where it's different. No. Yep. They're two really cool-looking medals. Yeah. I'm I'm really even more angry now. So, <laughs> I know, I'm all, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, yeah. Because yeah. last year I didn't get the... It's okay. I got there the will Mon- be other ones. I know. I got the Montana Mountain Series medal last year for the Beast, but I never got the Sprint Mountain Series. So. Right. Well, and see, I did the, um, I did the Sprint here. I think it was a mountain series. Mm-hmm. I can't remember now, last honestly, year where they kept saying it wasn't, that it wasn't it listed was, huh? as one, but then they gave us the medal. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because that one is my big argument one. in the Beast page about that before True. the race. I remember that. <laughs> I know. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, all in all, a good racing weekend. I mean, it was a weekend of a lot of firsts for me. Um, I still do a lot of, like, milestones for myself based on when I had my hip surgery. And it it's really one of those things where it puts things into perspective for me, like you said earlier, of how far that I've come. Not only on, yeah. like, just a health level, but then, all right, so you used to be a smoker and a drinker and super depressed and super overweight and now look at what you're doing like you're out here you might not be winning look at what you're doing you're laughing everybody on the couch and then furthermore like you had freaking like cartilage surgery two years ago and you're out here hiking around and having a blast so um it was my first back-to-back race weekend um i did i did the super and the sprint in sacramento back in november um And that was another one of those things like Jeff pretty much pulled me through the super and then we went with my family to the sprint and I didn't, I was very sick at the time. I didn't have a diagnosis for anything yet. So I was really just not sure what was wrong with me, but I was like, I'm going to do it anyways because I can. Um, So this weekend was another one of those big like movement based milestones where I was like, oh, wow, good. Okay. Well, my hip doesn't hurt a single bit. Like it held up perfectly the whole way and it was just perfect to feel like stable and and know that I could keep going um as long as it was all uphill I was like I'm fine on the uphill (laughs) please don't give me any downhill (laughs) just let me go straight to the top (laughs) and then just bring me down (laughs) sounds good to me (laughs) (laughs) sorry I'm the same way I like uphill oh yeah it it happened yeah (laughs) I think that's great to look at it that way I mean, most will have that thing where they put that huge goal out there and they're like, this is what I'm going to do. And then if they don't feel like they're on the right trajectory toward that, they start losing, losing hope. But if you give yourself a bunch Mm -hmm. of small little milestones and 
celebrate those, it, it keeps you motivated, it keeps you moving. So it does. I mean, you might have you still have that big goal out there, but hit those small milestones too, and say, hey, I may mm-hmm. not have gotten to my goal yet, but you know, I've done this and I've done this, and this is stuff mm-hmm. I never would have done. I mean, for like me, I've you know, I'm coming up on two years of not smoking. I mean, for me, that's huge. Yeah. I smoked for twenty years. Congratulations, by the way. Like I remember you know, when you were still a smoker. <laughs> yeah, and I smoked for yeah. twenty something years, and all of a sudden I'm this. It's been almost two years now. So I mean, it's it's small milestones. I haven't lost the weight I wanted to, but I did quit smoking, and that's one step towards my my health. And I got the surgery. That's another step. Mm-hmm. So it's just I need to keep keep taking those small steps so that I can get the big ones done. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. So, Montana was amazing as usual. So jealous. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, it was one of those moments, too, where it kind of made me realize I'm not necessarily a beast-type person anymore. Um, I think when I first started, I wanted to chase all the big races because I really wanted to to challenge myself in that way. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I did... I did well enough considering how much pain I was in and considering that I, I don't really train for running anymore. Um, I mean, as you know, a lot of other people have seen more recently, I've been getting, I was in weightlifting, traditional like Olympic style weightlifting. And then more recently I've started like actual CrossFit and uh, it has done wonders for me, but I, it's definitely, it's a different sport. Um, and so yeah. it's, it's, I'm kind of caught in that line of being a dual sport athlete. And, um, I, I realized, you know what, I just, I really enjoy the sprints a lot more. That's all I've been able to do the last two years. So now I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Hiking my butt around here, 13 miles. Like, shouldn't this thing be over yet? And I have to remember, yeah. Like, oh yeah, you signed up for the long race. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't think I'm going to be filling up my race schedule next year. It's really going to be, I have a really great coach now. Um, and so we're focusing on getting me qualified for a lot of different, um, CrossFit competitions next year. So I'll still be around and supporting everybody and, and especially Jeff and just, you know, obviously he's going to keep racing and, um, but I might only be at a couple of the smaller sprints actually participating. Otherwise I'll just kind of be on the sidelines hugging and, and cheering and just loving it on everybody. So. Oh yeah. And sometimes that's what it is. I mean, it's, we all start this with the idea of, Hey, we want to get all the medals. But then after a while you figure out, okay, well, I enjoy the sprints and I enjoy the camaraderie, but I don't enjoy the 13 miles. And I mean, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's you. And I mean, you want to lift and you want to do more. And I mean, the lifting has done amazing things for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, then why, why would you, why would you continue the running part? <laughs> I mean, not yeah. that bad, but yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's no. just, you know, you got to figure it out. I had, I had to test the waters and, um, I'm the strong, I'm the strongest that I've ever been right now. Um, yeah. and so I was going into this with a really big ego, like I cannot wait to get out there and see what I can do. And then I was I'm obviously disappointed by the knee thing, but I mean, I still held my own. Like, I mean, I think yesterday during the feast I did, I failed three obstacles and today I failed two. So, I mean, as far as, and that was more like a, I didn't do the rope climb because my hands were like literally on fire yeah. and the spear throw, I, I barely missed it. God, that thing is just one, it's one of those things. Like I just don't practice a lot spear throwing now. and <laughs> it's so hard. 
<laughs> so, it's a lot narrower than it was before. I mean, I, it, it looked like it was a little bit, but not, not really too much. But it's also a pain in the butt to get those things out of those crests. I mean, we're ripping the, yeah. the ropes off of the spears because they're going in so deep because they're kind of beat up, you know? So when they when someone throws it real good, it really sticks in there. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was in Seattle. They had, when we came up in Seattle, out of more than half of them didn't have ropes and they were trying to fix them because right. they popped the ropes off yep. of people pulling them out. And actually Nick, when he pulled his out of the the pad, it pulled half the pad off. Oh God. Well, he pulled so, the string off a couple today. So <laughs> yeah, so he was one of the people I got and, to run with today. So that was really cool. Nice. I got, I, I got to run with Nick in Seattle. That was the first time me and Nick have ever ran together. So, which is really oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Today was the first time for me too. I've been trying to run with more people that I normally don't, you know. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. Serena and Justin. They're, they're my, my running buddies. But, you know, trying to get more people mm-hmm. in, I mean, it's kind of like <clears throat> Wash in 2015. When I did that one, it was a group of eight or nine. I remember the <laughs> Lisa was, it was Team Turtle. So, oh, you know, yeah. and then. Gosh, everyone team kind of, turtle. We got to do a team turtle get together. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone kind of got, you know, better and, you know, different, different levels, you know, so kind of team turtle, you know, some people don't even race anymore and other stuff, but it was a blast. So, I mean, you get the right group right. and I mean, it can make, it can make a horrible race good, you know? Yeah, it can. So, you know, pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And that was kind of like me in Seattle this year when it was so cold as Benton, if it hadn't been for the Bretons, Mitchell and Michael and Andrea mm-hmm. and all them, Ben never would have finished. But once he got right. talking with them and everything else, it took his mind off of everything, you know, because mm-hmm. they started speaking Japanese because none of us understood it, but them started speaking Japanese and about anime. And it was <laughs> like, all of a sudden his mind was off somewhere else. Not on the fact that, you know, it was freezing cold. So if you get the right, right group, exactly. it can change everything. So it can. Yeah. There's so many amazing people, too, and they're all at different levels, and there's all different – oh, God, I just – yeah. I have so much love for everybody that we run with because it's just yeah. a fantastic group of people. Well, and that's what's great about it, too, is, I mean, if you get a new person in, it's pretty much, okay, you know, they're like, oh, I'm not a very fast runner. Well, what level are you at? Because we could probably find a group that you could easily run with and be totally fine with. So it's just a matter totally. of which one of, you know, which one of us – you, you run with. I mean, we got people that, mm-hmm. you know, we got Sarah who's finishing first and then we've got, you know, people like me who are usually towards the end, but you know, yeah. and then everyone in between. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's someone for everybody's pace. Yep. And we all have fun with it and there's no, no real judgment. We just have fun and, and do it. So. Yeah, exactly. Right on. So do you have any more on Montana, or is, or is that is that your, your whole oh. take? Are you done trying to make me cry? <laughs> I'm done trying to make you cry, honey. I'm done. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just it sums it up. If you've never if you've never been to Montana, it is one of the races that I would say you need to make an effort to get to. Um, otherwise, yeah. I mean, obviously, if it wasn't that great, Mike wouldn't be almost in tears about it. I wouldn't be raving on about how you know. I'm beat to shit. Like, I'm all beat up, but I'm like, go to Montana, you know, and I mean it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's worth the experience. 
Um, it's one of the best races. God, that I, it's just, this to me is always, this is always more the beginning of my season. This is like a homecoming for me. I feel yep. it's very, it's very soul filling for me. And it's just a, it's such a beautiful place. It, it makes you, it puts things in perspective. We'll say that. So. Yeah, that's kind of why it's, I think, hard for me on this one, because that really is usually my homecoming race, because that's where I started. Yeah. And that's everything. That's my homecoming race. And this year, I didn't get it. But, you know, we talked about that. We know why. So, yeah. So now that we're done talking well, about Montana. Well, and, too, I mean, it's, there's not oh, that much in between right. now and Washougal for a lot of us, too. No. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. There we go. Oh, my computer did something we weird. Go. I lost some of the, the I lost some of the recording because for some reason my computer decided to disconnect. So oh. I'm going to reconnect yeah, it. Like, wow, it reconnected. <laughs> when it reconnected, it reconnected with my speakers on, which normally they're not. So, so for anybody <laughs> listening, there is like a little like one minute section there that you kind of lost. So. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Oh, funny. Technology. So then I you gotta assume love it. that all of the noise was anything that I was saying while the noise was there is just not going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I should have just been like so. not talking. <laughs> yeah. You did something weird there. <sighs> but so. Yeah. Go back to what you were saying about the, the going back to school. Cause I think it was right about that point that it all went weird. So. Right. Um, I want to go to physical therapy school eventually. Um, I quit my job in the ortho clinic just about two years ago to try to do that, and I had, the, I had everything lined up. And then, unfortunately, I didn't get financial aid because I, I do still have student loans from becoming a nurse. But I actually have a phone call to make when we get back home about potentially getting all that forgiven, which could really change things for me. So it's just been trying to, like, just, like, deal with everything as it comes as far as trying to get to that goal and not being, like, pissed off about it. Like, oh, I'm not back at school yet. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, self-imposed expectations, and and I need to just you know chill out a little bit and realize that it will happen when it happens. And as long as that's what I'm still working towards, and I'm not just giving up on it, then it's not a fail. It's just taking longer than I want. So um, in the it's meantime, I'll work in family practice. I'll keep training, and uh, I mean, God, I, I'm really just loving working with my coach for CrossFit and uh, and seeing all the stuff happening there. So. My life is my adorable dog, my wonderful boyfriend, my CrossFit, and going just back to being a nurse. So that's that's what I do. And then on the side, I coach some people. I've got a couple friends of ours that are that are my clients. Um, I do a lot of stuff for like my family members. Uh, my little sister actually is one of my my best. She's my star client. Um, some of you you've met Jamie. You know her. So oh, yeah, um, I've been training you. her since we did the with her. Yeah, she's amazing. We did, yeah. yeah. So she had some really bad back ago. problems for a while. Um, she, she'd gone to, like, the doctor, and they said that her, her low back was kind of jacked up. And I think she was really down about it for a while and didn't really do much. And I was telling her, I was like, you got to get in, like, physical therapy or, you know, do something, like some core strengthening. And yeah. 
she finally, finally said like, oh, let me work with you back in August. And so I, I had her doing just some really basic stuff. Like I said earlier, I'm not a physical therapist. I have to make sure I put that disclaimer in there. I'm not trying to practice outside my scope of practice or by any means, but um, just had her do some really basic stuff. And she, she was seeing a lot of really great improvement. And now she's finally getting into like some actual strength training. And she hasn't really been able to pick up much weight in the last two years because her back has been bugging her so much. And so she's, she's, getting super super strong and she's getting buff so she's she's really enjoying it <laughs> that's good that's good there's a lot of those yeah. things that a lot of people don't think about you know i mean you don't always need i mean if you need a physical therapist you need a physical therapist don't don't let me state that wrong but there are a lot of like normal easy exercises that you can do that are beneficial no matter what you know as long as they're not exactly hurting so mm-hmm. and there's a lot of those i mean that sometimes it's just, it's a weird movement. It's whatever. And that's been one of my, my biggest things. Like I've talked on the podcast before is trying to get that, figure out what that is for me with the foot injury and everything else and how to work around that. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. I, I will get there. And you got to find the right therapist too. A lot of people think that every physical therapist is exactly the same and they're not. You have to find the no. one that works well with you, understands what your goals are realistically. Um, like if you're seeing a physical therapist that primarily works with joint re- replacement patients who are older and they're not necessarily into fitness like we are, they're probably not the right fit for you. Not because they're a bad therapist, no. but just because that's not really, they're not up to speed on all of that stuff. Whereas if you were to choose yeah. someone who's younger, has For instance, like with me, if I'm going to have to have therapy for something, I'm going to go to like a roster or something like that where they are centered around functional training. So they understand on a basic level already what I'm doing for my training. And so they're going to have a better understanding of how to how to strengthen me for that while getting me better and not putting me at risk for injuring myself again. Um, And like I said, it's not because the therapist is bad. It's just because, you know, you got to find the one that understands what your goals are. So. Exactly, and that's a lot of times with older patient, patients who have like a, a a joint replacement, they're just trying to get movement again. That's it. Exactly. They just want to be able to move exactly. and be able to to walk or do whatever. Where mm-hmm. we're like, cool. Once we're done with this, I want to go back out and do a Spartan. So it's not just about me being mm-hmm. able to walk to my car and back. I need to be able to do yeah. 13 miles and lift 90 pound rocks and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So there's a, there's a patient of mine from a couple of years ago that really stands out to me in regards to that. She was, she was in her like early fifties. So one of our younger mm-hmm. patients, cause I worked with a joint replacement patient or joint replacement surgeon. Um, and she's been a fitness instructor her whole life. She does like Pilates and yoga and weight training and all this stuff. She's super fit. She, so her job, her livelihood demands a lot from her. And unfortunately, she got swept up into the system of, like, all the regular therapy. And she's like, guys, I know. And she had a partial knee replacement, which usually is a little bit easier to recover from. But it's still partially a knee replacement. Like, it's hard. And um, and she wasn't getting the motion back that she needed. And it was really hard for her. She went through six therapists before she finally found the one. And it was it was hard because... On the surgeon side, you know, there's a certain there's a certain amount of like you feel like you're kind of responsible for it, and I don't yeah. think that anybody that was on her care team was really anticipating the fact that she would need so much rehab, the level that she did, and it's like, well, duh, <laughs> you know, hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I think oh, you know, in some ways, where, <laughs> uh, 
Sorry. But that's where I've had issues with my, my foot issue and stuff was that I don't think they pretty much were like, cool, your foot's because it was an L and I, your foot's healed. You're good to go. And it's like, no, I think I need more therapy yeah. and all that. I'm like, nope, L and I, we, we, you're good. You can go back to what your job was. Yeah. So we're done with you. So that's where it's been exactly. my biggest issue is I don't have, like my insurance doesn't want to pay for it because it's an L and I injury. And L and I is like, no, you're back right. to where you need to be. We don't need to send you to therapy. So it's yep. been a, that's been my fight with it. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I want to get into it because, I mean, your story exactly is I'm seeing this big gap in what's needed. And if I can be part of the fight to bring more level care to patients, then I want to be in that fight. You know, like the, yeah. I already know I want to help people. That's why I became a nurse. But I think that, um, movement and how therapeutic it can be for people and there's so many people that they get stuck in that wheel and there's so many things that they're so capable of and they're they're never given a chance and they don't realize what they can do for themselves where like in your instance you know that you can do more and you know that you have to find the yeah. right person but you've got this huge freaking barrier and it's just it's baloney and i want to help it so. though <laughs> oh yeah and that's the biggest problem because you get it, it's a it's it's an uh what's the word i'm a vicious cycle because now, because my yeah. foot's injured, it's hard for me to exercise, so I get bigger. Mm-hmm. And then because I'm bigger, it's still mm-hmm. hard for me to exercise, and my foot's even worse. And it's like, you know, the doctor's like, well, to make your foot better, you need to lose weight. But to lose weight, I need to yep. be able to use my foot. And it's like, you know, I'm yeah. working on the diet side. You're like, but what do you want me to do you know, here, guys? <laughs> yeah. The exercise side is yeah. the, the hard part, you know. And I'll get there. I mean, it's a matter of just kind of finding that right balance, and I haven't been able to to find it, and I think I need to look harder, but, you know, I will. I will find it. Right. So. I hear you. All right. Well, it sounds like you're getting beckoned in the, the background there and everything else, and we are close to about an hour on here. So is there anything you want to say to everyone in closing? Oh, gosh. Well, a lot, but they'd have to just talk to me, oh, and I'll, I'll talk their ear off. Um, I guess if there was, like, one thing I could say in closing, it was just it doesn't matter – what it is that you do, but get out and do something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very simple. I, I agree. I don't. Because that's going to lead into something not, else, though. Oh, it does. Because, I mean, look at, you know, I started running 5Ks, and all of a sudden I'm doing Spartan races. So, I mean, it does. One little yep. thing can lead into such huge, so many better things. So, perfect. Yeah, all I right. started well, uh, doing beach body DVDs with my friend in her in her living room every morning before work and now look where I am. So like yeah. literally just do something. Do something. I like that. Yep. Give me my new motto. I'm just going to put it on t-shirts. Do something, Elise. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so special. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Well, perfect. Thank you for, for talking with me and telling me all about Montana and everything else. And, I look forward to seeing you guys when you get back. So, perfect. All right. right. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, anytime. All right. right. I'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.